to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. So on this joyous Sunday morning, it is with truly a heartfelt thanks to each of you for choosing Portland Center for Spiritual Living as your source of spiritual nourishment today. So it's a warm greeting to our Facebook Live participants, community, our global podcast community, which we are connected to individuals in more than 120 countries through our podcast community and to our emerging community of YouTube subscribers. As licensed practitioner, Catherine Richer stated, wherever you are on your spiritual path, you are welcome here. So welcome everyone. And this month has been a very full month of gratitude. It's almost like gratitude everywhere. We've had Reverend Larry's series from November's featured book of Grateful The Subversive Practice of Giving Thanks by Diana Butler Bass. We had PCSL's first virtual outreach project, the 21-Day Gratitude Challenge, that was also supported by three gratitude happy hours delivered via Zoom. And we had our annual Thanksgiving Eve service this past Wednesday evening that was facilitated by licensed practitioner and minister in training, Sylvia Kearns. And for those of us in the United States, we celebrated our annual Thanksgiving holiday. So it's been a big, full month of gratitude. Well, today's message, Zest for Living, is like a bonus deep dive into why the spiritual practice of gratitude elevates, uplifts, and inspires us to be our best self. It is in this time that we share together that we'll explore three whys that a practice of gratitude is so important. And just a little bit about uh, the word why. When I was a young girl, I was always questioning everything. And my mother, who had infinite patience, would always respond to my whys with, with an explanation, never seeming impatient, always explaining the why. And one day she said, honey, I think you were born with the word why coming out of your mouth. And that pattern has continued. And it's one of the reasons that I entered Holmes Institute, because I wanted to understand why spiritual principles and spiritual practices actually work. So let's take a look at some of the whys of gratitude. So why number one, gratitude reassures us that all is well. So how does this work? So the spiritual practice of gratitude draws our mind into perfect unity with source from which all of our blessings flow. Reverend Larry addressed this last week about the source of our blessings. So when we're in a state of gratitude, we are in unity and in alignment with that source 
from which all blessings flow. Gratitude is a harmonious movement of mind. Contrast that to when we're fearful, doubtful, uncertain, it's almost like noise in our mind. And so gratitude is that harmonious movement of mind, which lifts up our consciousness to our true self, that I am, that spark of divinity that resides at the core of our being. And the more we express gratitude, the more our consciousness is filled with an awareness of this I am presence within, and it increases our union with the source of all blessings. So the why? Gratitude in that state of calm assurance keeps us connected to authentic power to create from pure intentions. Ernest Holmes, the founder of religious science states, as I consciously poise myself in the realization that I live in pure spirit, new power is born within me. I focus my inward vision on this indwelling harmony, knowing that as I contemplate its perfection, I will see it manifest in everything I do. So the spiritual practice of gratitude helps us to live nearer to the source of good, to see its perfection expressing as our true authentic self and our true authentic power, and it empowers us to create from pure intentions, knowing all is well. So why gratitude, number one, it reassures us that all is well and draws us closer to the source from which all blessings flow. So the second why gratitude is that it reduces resistance and up levels and increases acceptance of good. Many of us have heard, you know, give thanks in all things, give thanks in every situation, give thanks in everything. And yes, that is true because everything, every situation, every person has brought us to where we are in this now moment. It has helped to influence, to expand our consciousness of where we are in this now moment. I personally believe that there is a bigger reason for why it's so important to give thanks in all things. And that is, it reduces resistance to good. So think about it for a moment. If I'm resisting a situation, if I'm blaming, if I'm criticizing, if I'm complaining, gossiping about what is, I am literally raising up a barrier to the flow of good that can flow in through and as my mind and into my life. It's that I'm literally placing a barrier so that I can't even attract the good I want. Why? Because I'm focusing in the wrong direction. I'm looking at what I don't want rather than what I do want. And so gratitude, 
The practice of gratitude serves as an antidote to complaining and blaming, which are major resistors to the influx of good in our life. And by eliminating these resistors, gratitude helps us open up to receiving more good, which we heard so perfectly in our opening special music today, is that we open up our hearts, we open up our mind, we already have everything that we need, and it flows through us. I like to think of uh, it in terms that Ernest Holmes used a term often, and it's raising up a bigger cup of acceptance. So if we think that gratitude helps reduce resistance, it also supports us in raising up a bigger cup of acceptance. Because remember, spirit can only give us that which we are open to receiving. So the bigger the cup of acceptance, the more good we experience in our life. Now, how do I know this to be true about being grateful in everything? Well, many of you know that I worked um, in a retail environment for several years, and this particular company had a very strict shoplifter prevention policy. And this policy, one of the things was that you could not impede the progress of someone leaving the store. Well, shoplifting had increased tremendously over the past couple of years, and I'd already been suspended, oh, in March sometime, and was brought back. And of course, it was like, well, this is your final call. You have to be really careful about this. Well, one day, a person was pushing a cart out of the store, and nothing was in a bag. So there was just this huge bin of merchandise, but nothing was bagged. There's a big sign at the door that says, any unbagged merchandise, you may be asked for a receipt check. Big sign. So I stepped up to the person and I said, excuse me, sir, do you have a receipt for your merchandise? The person was pushing past me and I would say was rather arrogant. And so I violated policy and I stepped in front of the cart. And I said, excuse me, sir, do you have a receipt? And he just went around me and walked out. He did have a receipt, but he refused to show it to me. I don't understand why, but he called the next day and complained. So I was put on suspension again. Well, I woke up the next morning and I was just with great clarity I said, I am no longer a fit for this organization. I do not concur and agree with that policy. And it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong. It means I'm no longer a fit. Now, here's the blessing in that. I was close to turning down the letter of call offer here at Portland Center for Spiritual Living because I didn't know how to fit it in with my other responsibility. Well, talk about desire, and that's embedded in our heart. Spirit just brought forth this angel that refused to show me a receipt, 
And it was like I had great clarity. I no longer fit here. And so the thing of it is, is even though it may look like it's a challenge or that something's not going in our right direction, always remember that spirit is always at work and that in all things be grateful because there is a good that is wanting to be revealed in the situation. So just know that gratitude puts us into that space where we are able to give thanks in every situation for every single person, whether it's harmonious, whether it's not harmonious, we simply know that spirit is at work. So let's look at our third gratitude why. It reminds us that it's never too late to be a blessing. You know, this past month, not only have we had a lot of celebration of gratitude, we also had the opportunity to celebrate the life of one of our licensed practitioner emeritus, Bill Lawson. And in that celebration of life, there was a candle lighting ceremony. It was called the Gift of Light. And every single person who chose to share, shared the gift of light that Bill brought to their life. And as I looked at the altar at the conclusion of the gift of light ceremony, it was as if it was a sea of light. There was no longer individual candles. It was just this illumination of light. And one of the things that always impressed me about Bill was that at the age of 60, he chose to take up yoga. And I remember him doing yoga handstands at one of our first practitioner retreats after I became a licensed practitioner. And his message to me was, Marilyn, it's never too late. And that is the truth for each of us. It is never too late to allow gratitude to spark and inspire us to be a blessing. And if we look carefully at that, that means we've come full circle. That first, we've opened our mind and heart to receive and remember the oneness that we are of spirit. And we've removed any barrier to receiving more good because in everything gratitude has given us the power, you might say, to focus on receiving the blessing in every situation. And the next thing is that we then become the blessing. And in so doing, we literally are the Christ consciousness being revealed in the world. It is that light that is shining. It is like that sea of light that I saw illumining the altar at the celebration of life for Bill Lawson. So again, gratitude is a powerful way for us to up-level our life, for us to be gracious receivers and gracious givers of this magnificent gift 
called life. And so let us look at the three whys. First of all, gratitude reassures us that all is well. And from that calm state of mind, we connect with our authentic power to create. Secondly, it reduces the resistance so that we can accept, we can hold up a bigger cup of acceptance of the gift of life. And third, gratitude reminds us that it's never too late to be the blessing. So today, in terms of our closing prayer, I've chosen from 365 Science of Mind, I rejoice in the good of all. As I read this, I just thought this is a perfect conclusion to the entire month that we've shared a focus on gratitude. So I invite you to close your eyes and listen carefully to these words. There is a divine awareness within me that leads me upward and onward. I prepare myself for this ascent, filling my mental life with spiritual realization. My bread is manna from heaven, my meat the living word, my fruit the inspiration of hope, my wine the essence of joy. Laying aside all fear and uncertainty, I enter into my good today. Aware of my unity with life, I loose all thoughts of discord and lack. I permit the true pattern of wholeness to come to the surface, tending only those thoughts of my good with the fire of imagination I refuse to think about anything unlike wholeness. Knowing that life gives according to my faith, I lift my mind, I elevate my faith, and I listen deeply to the song of my being. Every good I have ever experienced is now increased. Every joy that has come into my life is now multiplied. There is a new influx of inspiration into my thought. I see more clearly than ever before that my divine birthright is freedom, joy, and eternal goodness. I realize that this same birthright is bequeathed to all people. The divine presence interprets itself to all people through love and friendship, peace and harmony, joy and freedom. Today, I rejoice in the good of all. And I add, today, I rejoice in the zest for living. And I'm so grateful for your willingness to join us here today the Portland Center for Spiritual Living, and now is our time of conscious giving. So I invite you to go to our website where you can click on donate and make a donation, or we still love to receive mail, so you can mail a check, and the address is on our website, or you can use uh, one of our app. We are so grateful for your support, 
for your love, for your presence as part of this community. So let us just pray. So what it, in intention and in physical matter, let's place over our heart that which we intend to give. Graciously I give from a place of love, knowing that as I give, I graciously receive. And at this time, I bless the offerings that we are receiving, knowing that as we receive these gifts and as we go forth and tithe and support the special organizations in our community, that this love goes out into the world to uplift, inspire, and to create a world that works for everyone. Blessing Indeed, let us all be grateful. So thank you again for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for being here. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.